Laponia is one of the best remembered Finnish songs in the Eurovision Song Contest, and when it competed in 1977, this was considered the first time that Finland had an honest shot at actually winning. The singer was a blonde beauty that had a successful career in Finland, but also in Sweden, since she was to one to replace Marie Bergman in the two-time Eurovision participating group Family Four. Welcome to Eurovision Legends. I am Emma Lövström. Cue the jingle. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Monica Asplund. Thank you. Hi there, everyone. <laughs> How are you? I'm just great, thank you. Monica. You seem to be all right too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me, Monica, how come a young girl from Finland joined one of Sweden's biggest bands, Family Four? <laughs> I was contacted and they told me that um, Family Four needs a replacement for Marie Bergman. She was starting her own career. So um, I thought, well, why not? Off I went. That was a very short notice, by the way. I went for an audition, flew to Stockholm. I was accepted. (laughs) And After a few days, I flew back and we started rehearsal. We had only two weeks to rehearse in Stockholm. And then we drove through southern Sweden to Gothenburg. And that's where we had our our gig coming up. So for another two weeks, we were just rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing every day. That was a lot for me to take in. I felt honored to be a member of the of the group. Well, I understand your first participation in the national pre-selection was in 1975 with the song Fast and Seatbelts. Yes, with my sister. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Your little group, Monami. Monami, the name consisted of, of our names. So my sister, her actual name is Anne Marie, but nobody calls her by that name. Everybody calls her Ami. It was Lasse Mortensen who wrote that song, and he had contact, contacted us and uh, asked us uh, to sing this song. And I guess. This was the year after Waterloo, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were a little bit inspired with the costumes a little bit in that direction. Fast and seatbelts, get up and fly, there's music in the air.
what was it like to have a parallel careers with your sister? Did you have any friendly rivalries? There's never been rivalries. No, no. It runs in the family. Yeah. And we thought it was wise for us to continue with our separate careers, that she wouldn't be burdened with the idea, oh, she's writing on big sister's uh, experiences. So yeah. she, so I sort of let her <laughs> build up her career first. One year later, you were back in the pre-selection with the song Joiku, written by Arno Raninen. And before we talk about this song, I will play a snippet from it here. Okay. No, not well. Of course, I remember parts of it, but uh, not that much. It's not worth trying to sing it without a background here. But uh, yeah, it was an, uh, a try. It was a, a, an attempt to make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. So we had the Euro- Eurovision Song Contest in mind when we did it. I wrote the lyrics and... and um, That was a nice try. The first of your songs that I have ever heard was Laponia. And when I later heard Joiku, I was struck by the great similarities between the two yes. of them. Yes, they both had um, the Lapland theme. Yeah. It was supposed to be uh, exotic nationalism, something, I don't know. They, they, they were supposed to... To get, uh, represent something that is typical for your country, and so they, they was hooked up on on this Lapland idea. You finished in sixth place out of nine, and another evergreen won a ticket to Hog in Netherlands. <laughs> Later in 1977, for the right. third time in a row, you were back in the national pre-selection, and now it was your time to win. Yes. Take us back to the national pre-selection in 1977. What are your yeah. memories of it? It was a very hectic time, and of, of course, uh, the pre-selection—you don't know at that point that you, you actually going to represent your country. Um, but even to make it to th- through that stage or, or step, you have to focus very, very, very much. It's um, a, a lot of pressure and a lot of commercial. And, commercialism and, and uh, things that come with the whole package. But it came as a surprise that, okay, 
here we go. We got it. And then, of course, I got sick and uh, we were closing in on... Fortunately, that year, the Eurovision Song Contest was postponed. So it was um, in May, rather yeah, than that yeah. year. Mm. So I th- thought, well, hopefully I'm getting well till till it's time. I was better, but I was still sick in, in London. Yeah. But I, I took, during during Easter, I took one week off and went to Israel and to just get away from all in all. <laughs> it was a, a crazy time. In 1977, the language rule was brought back in the contest four years after it had been dropped in 1973. Mm-hmm. But Germany and Belgium were allowed to sing in English because they had already chosen the songs that they were going to perform before the rule was reintroduced. Right. Uh, how disappointed were you about this rule change? To be honest, I was upset because uh, the year before Finland was represented in English and now they said that I, I could not go in English, I couldn't go in any other language. And I was thinking that staying there on, on the stage I, th- I thought, well, it's a direct sending, the broadcasting. I said, I can't be interrupted if I sing in Swedish. <laughs> because Swedish happens to be the second official language of Finland. Yeah. So that couldn't interfere with any rules. And so I thought that would be something. But then I thought, well... Apparently, I'm not going to win. So if I come home and not win, having sang in Swedish, they would they would kill me. <laughs> and so, and the other thing is that we were standing by our mics uh, already at that time. So I, thought I could not leave my spot and go back to the back backing vocals and say, "Hey, we're going Swedish." <laughs> And I said, they don't know that I'm I'm planning on singing in Swedish and they go in Finnish. So that, that's going to be a mess. So <clears throat> I had trained it so much. I had rehearsed it so much in Finnish. So, so it was sitting in my tongue at the top. And besides, I had to think, just focus on that three-stroke G. Don't take any risks here or any extra burdens here so so i sang in in finnish then but uh, yeah i remember the germans uh song they said that it was a group and they asked for um, a permission to sing in english was that one of the members of the group had such a poor German accent so they got by with that but like you said the Netherlands song 
No, it was the Belgian song. Yeah, the Belgian song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a million in one, two, three. Yeah. for permission to and English is not their national language anyway so so they were not disqualified <laughs> so I thought well I could have gone in, in in Swedish but anyway yeah it was a big thing with the language barrier here you recorded the song Laponia in six different languages yes I did do you remember which ones well, Finnish, and then I did it in Swedish. I think, if I'm not wrong, I think it was Tikkan Andersson who translated it in Swedish, because I didn't have time to, to, to uh, translate it. Then it, I sang it in English. German. Any French. And then the sixth version is actually, it was in Dutch. Yeah. But it's a it's a, like a commercial song. It is a, like a yeah a commercial for a for a company. So it's not like a pop uh, official pop song in, in in Dutch. But yeah, yeah. same background, same same song, but just in in Dutch. I don't know if this is true, but I've read that you today don't like to sing the Finnish version because of the lyrics yeah. and that you wrote yourself. Exactly. I was more or less pressured writing this this kind of uh, lyrics. I have compromised. I sing the refrain on on gigs. I do it in Finnish for the Finnish audience, but I'm um, I'm not happy with the philosophy. It touches a a, a very touchy area because it sl- slips into faith, religious things and i i didn't feel comfortable but singing about flying witches and, and all that so that's not that's not for me i was so uncomfortable that i even wrote that but that i felt pressured into doing so but hey with so many word language versions i can just take my pick so i usually <laughs> sing it in in english german and then the, the refrain can, can, appears so many times, so I can go on and take different versions of Laponia, going to Laponia, uh, and Laponia, Favanacht Laponia, Olaponi, uh, and so on, you know. So yeah. you, 
you can give us the whole package to the listener there. And also that part of the song I can sing in Finnish because it's like a commercial for for a travel business. And however, it was a big success in Finland and a smaller hit in Sweden and are still one of the most loved songs from the Eurovision Song Contest scene oh. 40 years later. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to the Israeli singer from this year, Ilani. And she told me about the bad economy this year Eurovision was the victim of. And it was badly executed. Do you remember anything about this? Back in 77? Yeah. Ah, I wasn't following those days. Oh, being so aware and updated in, in economics. Because usually, or to say nearly always, between the songs, when they clear the stage of musicians yes. and instruments, they show a postcard to present the next country. Exactly. But this year, the camera instead showed the audience in the hall, just sitting there waiting. Well, really? Yes. And that's one way of saving money on stamps. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But back in 77, they said they, uh, they put in the uh, on the screen, they put the postcards from different countries. But not for the viewers. Not for the viewers. No, because if you see this again, if you see the whole Eurovision 1977. Really? Yes, there's no postcard. Ha! My goodness. <laughs> I never saw it, <laughs> but I, I could see it on the on the monitors. I could yeah. see the yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Marie Miriam won with the anthem "L'oiseau en l'enfant." Yes. Was it the right winner? Yes, it was the right winner. Comme un enfant aux yeux de lumière qui voit passer au loin les oiseaux, comme l'oiseau bleu. Survolant la terre, nous trouverons ce monde amour, l'amour. She was the youngest in the pack there. And she was so humble. And she was she didn't make a big number of herself. She just came there with her sweet little person. And she sang her heart out. And it, I was backstage in the dark and uh, watching her on a monitor there. And I almost cried. It was so different, so honest, so melodical and so emotional. Just so I was happy for her. I was really happy she won. You never got back to the pre-selection in Finland. How come? A good question, by the way. 77, what happens? Because I want to ask, the year after, in 1978, you released an album. And on this particular album, it's a song called Löpande Band. Mm. 
Okay. Also yeah. written by the same composer as Laponia and Joiku. And what I understood, this was sent to the national pre-selection, but was rejected. <laughs> But yeah, I remember the song. I, I wrote the, the lyrics. Polepande band, in English I call it yeah. beating, booming, pounding machines produce the latest fashion in magazines. And it seems that we are all copies of one another. That was strongly influenced of uh, ABBA's song called What's the Name of the Game? So uh, the first I, uh, title for it, it, it never became official though, but we had it like... That's the name of the game, like an answer to that question. But it became meeting booming boundary machines. Yeah, so that was interesting. <laughs> what happened after this period? I know you moved to Florida. Yeah, but not right away. I moved to Florida back in 83. So this is like five six, years. Yeah, five years. Yeah. So what happens in my life then? We're still in the 70s. Yeah, there was a lot of things happening in my private life. My son was born in 81. That was very strange times. And then I had this gig coming up uh, on on the Caribbean cruise lines. So that triggered off the time when to make preparations and the, and the big move over there. And of course, I, you had to prepare for that. That was a big step. Yeah. And uh, you just take your little toddler. <laughs> he had just turned two years old. You, you pack your suitcases and step out in faith up on thin air. <laughs> uh, in all respects, I mean, financially, whatever it is. And people said that I'm, I'm going to come back like a boomerang right away back. But people do so, and they're going to be so uh, disappointed in the United States and blah, 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 and so uh, Not so for me. No? I liked it. It matched my expectations more than fully. They said it's not like on movies. I said, hey, I'm not going to the, to the United States to watch a movie. If I need to do so, I can go to the closest cinema theater. And, and um, I fell in love, of course, with the language. English had been my, a strong language. Of course, in this uh, business, you English is a strong language. But, you know, you don't just buy an uh, airplane ticket fare and say, hello, here I am. You have to build every step before you step upon it. Yeah. So it took, the first trip took a year. I was just recognizing, going around, trying to... Yeah, I even started from the yellow pages in the phone books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and looked, started my way, called, rented a car and started and called and, and uh, made appointments with people. And I had de demo materials with me. And uh, then, of course, to balance the whole thing with the babysitters and, and being there for your child. So it was a three-way tearing a part of yourself and trying to beat the time and, and get something established and, and done. So, yeah, it was it was a, a learning. And then uh, then comes next summer, I would always come back to, to the Scandinavia in, in the summer. And I tried to maintain some kind of a yeah, Swedish for my son so that he could uh, converse with uh, families and relatives. Uh, yeah. This year, it's been 45 years since you first participated in the Finnish pre-selection. And it has been 60 years since you released your first single. But nevertheless, you are still going strong. And a little bird whispered in my ear that you are going to release a new album very soon. That's right. Uh, really, I have never heard of anything being so, taking such a long time. I mean, this is, I had all the odds coming against me. I used to, back in the 90s, I used to uh, work with a pianist, a composer, arranger. He was a, a recording engineer at the YLE, a national TV company of Finland. He also had a private studio. I would spend a lot of times uh, in his studio and we ended up do doing a lot of uh, products that he would he would arrange, he would play all the instruments, he would record it, I would sing it, and most of the material is uh, standards from the good old time when they composed real music. <laughs> and uh, I would, to these originals, I would write the lyrics as well. Tuomo passed away in 2003, all of a sudden. Very unexpected. So all our stuff was tucked in somewhere in a storage. But most of the material had been recorded on an old technique. So and and he had switched, uh, updated his technique since. So there was a big thing to try to get hands on on these sources, especially when they had been finalized, mixed already, so you couldn't separate them anymore. And this, and I, I went to, his daughter lives in, in his house now, and she had helped me look and search for, for the material, and we made a, a lot of lists and so on. I found a lot of our stuff, uh, took it to different places, but no one could put it. When the Humpty Dumpty egg is fallen you can't put it back again <laughs> <laughs> so they my the only answer i got was uh, that hey you gotta do it from scratch again all and i thought well that's not the same have somebody else do what he had done and besides my voice was in in a very good shape back in in the 90s when we had the recession uh now lately i have taken it to another 
recording a engineer and he said, his name is uh, Robbie Dekosinski. They have come up with a new technique now that they can separate and delete certain things. Yeah. And we tried it and it worked. Wonderful. Isn't wonderful? Yes. It has, I mean, how many decades are we talking now? <laughs> I'm working on, on information for the CD and the cover and, and all the technical things that needs to be done and so on. But we're getting closer now, finally. When will the album be released? Well, I hope. I hope that I can get it released before midsummer. That is uh, the 24th of June. Maybe we can play a preview of it here. I'll, I'll be sure to supply you with, uh, with some samples. Can you pick four songs that you really love from this album? Okay, it's going to be hard to pick one. The first one that comes to mind is uh, Michel Grand's uh, uh, What Are You Doing the Rest of Your Life? What are you doing the rest of your life? North and south and east and west of your life I have only one request of your life That you spend it all with me All the seasons and the times of your days All the nickels and the dimes of your days Let the reasons and the rhymes of your days All begin and end with me Stardust. When our love was new, and each kiss and inspiration, ah, but that was long ago. Now my consolation is in a stardust of a song. is uh, even till the end and the the cd is called even till the end so that's the title of the cd as well softly as a sigh of summer like a brush of wings in Such a heart. He rejoices, 
song that I uh, composed in 1993, and I had the Eurovision Song Contest in mind. But uh, when I wrote the lyrics, I was inspired by the circumstances. Uh, we were, were all uh, voting whether or not to join the union. So learning how the um, biblical story goes, both from the book of Daniel and, and the book of Revelation, how they connect, I thought, well, here's the song, the title of the song, E.U. Who are you? For devouring animals, what a conquer one another by turns. First can one golden head, that's Babylon, Babylon. And then can two silver arms, a silver chest, that's me. songs or bought the album hopefully before midsummer yes yes absolutely thank you so much for this monica it was fantastic <laughs> i hope you got something out of it yes i really have and thanks to you the listener it's an amazing feeling to reach out to such a wonderful audience opinions questions or suggestions are more than welcome. Use our social media accounts or email me at emil at And don't forget to subscribe so you always are up to date with new episodes. Kiitos Monika, iso hali ja kaikkia hyvä sinulle. Din finska lite sämre min. Yes, it is. Finnish must be the hardest language it, in the whole world. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it is. I mean, I can get by in, in Finnish, uh, but I have lost the little I used to know. I can I can function, I can write lyrics, but it takes time. Yeah. It's very time-consuming, uh, and you need a lot of inspiration. <laughs> 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 but yes, but I, I've noticed that I have lost... All of my languages. I'm, I'm losing my English dramatically. Uh, I'm losing my Finnish, and I'm t- working on my Swedish. I'm trying to build up my Swedish back again. I didn't have a- anyone to speak Swedish to in, in in the United States. I mean, one or two persons, but that's it. Yeah. So yeah. So at the moment, I'm non-linguistic. To wrap it up. I would like to send a, a hello to Petri Oyala. I understand that he's struggling with his health, and I wish him all the best, even recovery. So my way of saying hello to Petri is Laponia. Tämä on Laponia. 
josta pohjan kauniin, neitosin kutsuu kaikuun.